0: so i'm just all right sorry, super I'm just, I'm just exciting to somebody on, on uh, slack <laughs> oh really like are, are you busy tim i'm sorry should we come back here and do this some other time
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 65 of the More Than Just Code podcast. My name is Tim Mitra. I'm in Toronto, Ontario, and I'm joined once again by my co host, Aaron Bay, in Whitby, Ontario. How's it going? And I'm also joined by my other co host in Seattle, Washington,
0: Jaime Lopez.
2: How's it going? Alrighty, so.
0: Sorry, Jaime, I just totally stole your thunder there. It came out, I didn't know what happened.
2: (laughs) No, it's fine. Set a trend and everything, just work with it. How's it it going, eh? How's it going?
0: (laughs) I don't understand. So, uh, yeah. So, so. Er, er, let me, let me break this one in for you here. All Tim. right. Sure. Uh, okay. So, uh, as you may or may not know, today was iPad pro launch day and our own Tim Mitra went to mm-hmm. the Eaton center store, downtown Toronto and scooped himself one of the big bad boys. So yeah. Tim, maybe you want to tell us about it. Sure. Well, I mean, the story about how I got the iPad or. Well, sure. Tell it all. Tell us. Yeah, all.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Aaron said to me yesterday, we were at a meetup and he said, you know, it would be really a meetup. cool. We're a We're taco. You... A taco, yes. I made up a taco, and, which is our local Cocoa Heads group. And he said, uh, you know, it would be really cool if you could go down and lay your hands on one and let us know what you think about it. I'm just hoping it, well, you'd look at it. Well, and I had to go get my passport renewed, so I was on my way down to the office today to do that. And it's they're very close to each other, right? And, um, uh, of course, the passport office is closed because it's Remembrance Day. I should have thought about that, you know. But Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Remembrance Day is it's Veterans Day in the States, isn't it, I mean? It is. Yeah. So and I don't know if many
0: institutions close on, um, I didn't know the federal uh, government shut down on Remembrance Day.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know the provincial government does. The beer stores were closed and, and okay. well, I was on the streetcar and at 11 o'clock they stopped the streetcar and the whole TTC shuts down for a minute of rem- remembrance and reflection
2: and yeah, you well, know, then. yeah, so. it's pretty much like that in <laughs> the United States. The, uh, yeah. the banks close the government offices. I'm not sure which yeah. ones stay open, but most of them close
1: yeah no mail delivery and that kind of stuff yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so you know of course and and the eaton center is right down by queen street and thankfully i didn't take the queen queen street car or might have thought about it again because it was also uh closed off because that's right by our city hall where they they you know do a flag or a copy ceremony or whatever wreath laying kind of thing um yeah, so so the Eaton store was there, and I, and I was on my way to another appointment, and I and I stopped in to see if they had any on display. And I walked through, and of course, there was no iPad Pros anywhere. And apparently, they will be on display on Friday. By the way, if anybody wants to go down and check them out at the Eaton Center, um, so yeah, and I and I just saw one of the runners coming from the back of the of the store carrying one. I went, oh hey. You know that must have been like one of the pre-order because I know if you ordered them today or you ordered them this morning, you could have had them picked up in the store. Like some of the, our friends from California and Texas were saying that they were able to pick them
0: up at the store. Yeah, they went on sale last at midnight last night, and uh, so I saw a few people in my Twitter stream had yeah. purchased one and then gone back to bed. That's funny. I
1: was up to three and I waited till three fifteen and I didn't see them anyway. So did I, you, you know, I gave... did
0: you look on the website or on the App Store app?
1: I, d- I tried both because I saw some okay. people. Some people have posted pictures from the App Store app itself, right? right? So, it's yeah,
0: always, always, always. The best way to go is with the app rather than the yeah. website. Uh,
1: well, I mean, so that could have been maybe it could have been an Apple Canada thing. Who knows, right?
0: Yeah, seems likely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny I too. Know. Before you go on, Tim, how um, it seems many stores uh, around the world, like we saw, yeah. I've seen pictures from the states and from uh, Scotland. Uh, Fraser Spears, uh, he's in um, Glasgow. Yeah, posted a picture and oh, you yeah. know yeah apparently in many stores the ipad pro is on display but oh really yeah, okay, yeah not not at the toronto eaton center the flagship store in all of canada yeah nope that is bs my friends uh wow. probably not as big a pile of bs not steaming as much yeah. not not as odiferous let's say yeah. as the fact that there's no pencil and keyboard available for another month i'm hearing okay. So, well, that, yeah, that's that's also what Canada. What's up with that?
1: That's also the other retail stores, as oh. Canada is concerned. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. other Apple store. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and and so is the pencil and keyboard not available in the states today? Not available well, anywhere,
0: or? no matter anywhere, who you okay. are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm rocking my pencil by 53, and I'm loving it. So. Well, you're gonna are you gonna get
0: a pencil from Apple? Pencil by uh, Apple.
1: Yeah, you know, like like you know, the the pencil works really well, and and the palm, I think. Um, Dave DeLong mentioned that the palm Rejection. detection is, is part of the OS. So okay. I've been able to, I've been using it for the last couple of hours, obviously, and, and, and not had any problem with putting my palm on the, on the iPad directly. So on the iPad pro. So anyway, so coming back to the story was, uh, you know, at three I'm th- sitting there thinking, you know, g- there's probably going to be none left when I go back to the Eaton center. And, uh, Sure enough, all the space grades were gone. Right? You just went, I walked up to the guy at the front of the store as, the, as I was told to do the, in the morning, but I couldn't. Didn't have time to do. And I said, "Do you have any left?" And he showed me they had stock on the gold and the and the silver. So, what the hell? I'll take a silver, please. You know. And <laughs> <laughs> so I got the. Um, so I was there. There you go. You know, put AppleCare on it. You know, added our HST, which is our government tax of thirteen percent, and. Sticker shock, you know. Total Credit. Total bill was you said seventeen hundred. Seventeen, yeah. Hang on, look, tell you exactly what it is. I have my Apple, my, my emailed receipt. Of course. From the Eaton store. Yeah,
0: I, I, you know what? I, I was uh, looking at the Canadian pricing, and uh, I saw an article also from Australia. I believe it was a Mashable uh, Australia article. yeah. yeah. Uh, where a similar complaint is being made. It looks like the Australian dollar is even weaker than the Canadian dollar, if, if that's even possible. Um, But, uh, you know, a a lot of butthurt going on about how pricey it is because of the currency conversion and blaming Apple somehow as if it were their fault, which, you know, it obviously isn't. Um, But it is still obviously a factor in making a decision about buying it, unless your name is Tim Mitcher, of course but (laughs) given
1: that... Well, no, I mean, it's still a factor for me. It's still a
0: pain. I still have to sell
1: my iPad. Well, obviously, yeah. If anybody's interested in buying an iPad or two, 64 gig. LTE. Gently
0: used. Yes. Used once. Ah, used once. (laughs) That's what they say down in... Breathe Down down. east. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know what? Uh, You know, given, given what you're... Uh, What I've read today, I've read all the reviews, seen the videos, and, you know, been paying a lot of attention to this. And and given what I suspect you're about to say, Tim, uh, as we talk more about the iPad Pro, I am less freaked out about the amount of money that it costs because I am starting to regard it as uh, a competitor to a MacBook more than an alternative to an iPad. Like, this is not, you know, just like an iPad, and so... I'm going to see it as it should be priced around the same as an iPad. No, I see this as something I would get instead yeah, of a MacBook. I mean, uh,
1: and uh, what sort of sold it for me this morning was, I, and I can't remember what it was, somewhere during the day I read a preview or, or a post or a tweet or, or an article or something where somebody sort of explained that, you know, the, the, it's more a workbook or a sketchbook. As opposed to like an iPad, which is like, you know, a tablet sort of. Nope. I forgot what the technology was, but when when somebody put it into the terms of a sketchbook or workbook, all of a sudden my mind kind of went, OK, yeah, this is what I was saying last week in that I use my iPads all for a lot of work that, you know, rather than just sitting sitting there and consuming consuming content. Right. So I do like, you know, posts and, you know, blogging and whatever um, from and drawing as well. I mean I did a I did a quick mock-up of a like almost like a storyboard concept on this thing. You know? Ooh. Yeah, so yeah. So Ooh. and and because of the size now, it's now it's literally oh here, let me put a piece of paper on top of it. It's practically an eight and a half, eleven piece of paper. Like I'm put I just put a piece of paper on it and there's like a half an hour, half an inch sticking out either side. So it's it's like sizable and the, the screen is actually taller than a thirteen inch I've got my thirteen inch MacBook in front of me here. And it's uh, MacBook Air, and it's, the screen is taller. It's, it's it, if I lay it down on top of the MacBook, you would think it's, it could just as easily replace the screen on a MacBook,
0: uh, a 13-inch MacBook Air. So, size-wise, it's a big in. You're you're sort of looking at the iPad Pro through the lens of yeah. an yeah. artist. You know, you're you're talking about it in terms mm-hmm. like a sketchbook and you know an artist tablet and you know a way to express yourself yep. artfully. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that is. That is just one sliver on this great tree yeah. of possibility for the yep. iPad Pro, right? Like, there's so much more that it can do, or that it that it should yeah. be able to do. You know, so look at the reviews today, and I think there's a consensus out there that it's a great piece of hardware. Uh, it is surprisingly um, lightweight and mm-hmm. thin for its mm-hmm. apparent size. It is also... Uh, in, in its screen size, it seems way larger than anyone yeah. expects. You know, you pick it up and you're like, whoa! You know, like, yeah. that's the impression you get. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> right? So... Oh, when, when you hold it, when you hold it... Uh, but it's good. It, like,
1: when you're holding it up, right? I was playing Geese Squad on it earlier today. It's freaking huge. Like, when you when you hold it up, like... Right, like in it's a, big. Like,
0: it's like, it's incredibly huge, you know? That with all the, the great physical characteristics of the Ooh. iPad Pro, uh, overall, an excellent device, but they're viewing it as... Are, or in the context of how can it replace a mm-hmm. MacBook, for example? Uh, can it replace the desktop? And the answer is, is to them anyway, a no. It, it's no, not there no. yet. Uh, they don't, actually don't say not there yet. What they're saying is that this thing can't replace a desktop. So if you're thinking about it that way, stop thinking about yeah. it that way. But I think that's an extremely limited viewpoint, that they, the, the yet should be added to this. And there's no fault on Apple's part in the building of the iPad Pro uh, to keep it from being a replacement for your desktop or your laptop, mm-hmm. whatever, you know? So there's, this is the sort of thing that we've been speculating on for as long as we've been doing this podcast, the divide between macOS mm-hmm. and iOS. And I think with the iPad Pro, this is my theory, my hypothesis, that Apple has, has put a stake in the ground, and they've said, um, we're not going to put an ARM chip in a Mac right and make the mac more like the ipad for example instead we're going to make the ipad such that it can take over what the mac is doing i think that if there's one message you can take away from what apple has done with the ipad pro i think that is it i think that 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 today signals the beginning of the end of the macintosh computer Hmm. think about that think about it tim <laughs> Jaime, Jaime, you think about it too Because here's what's happening. You've got a computer now that has all the advantages and the capabilities of Mm -hmm. iOS, and it only lacks the software to fully replace what is there on desktop right now. And that whole distinction, I mean, when we talk about mobile versus desktop versus laptop, these are just, you know, terms of art, really, that have to do with the way we traditionally use computers. Um, you know Horace Dedu? Yes, have heard the name before. He did a video today on YouTube where he's outlining the progression of these computers. Here it is. It's called, He calls it Desktop Computer, and it's a video that he posted on YouTube. I'm going to put a link in here for you. Um, and it's, it's funny, but it's also true. And he starts with... a a PowerBook or MacBook rather and ends with an iPad Pro and showing how we're stepping through all of these form factors that Apple's been shipping over the last say 10 years or so and how the evolution has changed such that we're now finding ourselves with this device that can now replace everything from before it Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are not seeing that yet It's, it's not clear to people that we're looking at the future, basically. Hmm. Do you see this video? Oh, sorry. Make sure it gets in the show notes, man. Sorry, hang on. So I, was, I was looking at my iPad. <laughs> God. Sorry, man. Distracted. Shiny. It's shiny. many? did you get to an Apple store today by any chance at all?
2: I did not. I was uh, quite busy today, so I wasn't able to, but I'll probably do so within the next week or so. As I mentioned before, I'm also interested in trying out the 6s Plus mm. and see how the Force Touch or 3D Touch works on that. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even think about that when I was at the store today. It's funny. You were you were on well, So I mean, there, so yeah. for me, like
1: I said, you know, I've been I've been because I knew I was going to buy an iPad Pro, I've been trying not desperately not to buy a new phone because of the, you know, the, the cost of doing that, right? So and and as I said, I'm now at I'm at an impasse now with with my carrier where I don't see any incentive for staying with them in terms of, you know, now that we're at the two year plan and, and they can only offer so much of a, of a, what do you call it? Um, what do you call it when they, when they kick in some of the money, they, um, subsidize it. A subsidy, the subsidy they can offer is, is yeah. not, you know, it's not significant enough that I would think, oh, well, you know, that's the defining thing between, you know, buying it through them or just going to the Apple store and laying out the cash, you know? Um, so, cause at the end of the day, you end up paying the same thing anyway. Right. But, um, yeah. What? Yeah, not, what? so I mean so between not buying an iPhone 6 Plus, 6 sorry, 6S and and um you know if I can if I can get move my my old iPad Air 2 which I bought last year because I wanted to buy a mini but they didn't come to the table with a proper upgrade for a mini in my opinion um this iPad Pro makes all of it, all the difference. So it it is big, though. I can see I can see where you know, uh, what Mark was saying last week about carrying it around. But it's funny. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I find when I'm walking around with an iPad itself, it's almost a little. It's it's like a pretend computer. It's like I mean, not quite there. It's not in terms of size and and you know, desktop space and whatever. It's kind of it's sort of a trade off, right? It's fine if you're in transport and whatever, um, but. You know, and and I do like working. If I'm working on a plane, I like the size of the iPad because then you can open it up. And if you're in an economy seat and the guy in front of you wants to lean back, you're not getting. You're not like you know. I don't know if you're trying to use a laptop on a, in an economy flight. You know, you kind of have to bend the screen down and you know, you know, very careful, very gingerly type on the keyboard, right? So well, I do a lot of work on on planes when I'm flying, right but with the ipad it's it's you know you can do a lot of things and and i'm th- you know this particular the size of this actually worries me in terms of being able to use it because it is pretty much the size of an airplane, airplane tray right yeah so mm. so you mm-hmm. know that that maybe but but then again it's flat too it's not like you're not you're not dealing with a you know clamshell shape like you are with a laptop right so yeah that's right but yeah it's 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 you know it's really really shiny and really nice i like i like the size of it I'm pleasantly surprised with the size of it. I was, I was kind of anticipating that maybe it wouldn't be that much bigger than a, a regular iPad, but
0: no, it's way bigger. You know, you can even see it in the photographs when you put the three iPad sizes yeah. together. You see the the Mini and the Air are are mm-hmm. kind of close together, and then the the Pro is boom, well, the, way the, bigger. The,
1: the actual screen itself, like the the actual bezels, are the the if you if you put the iPad on the table in landscape and you put the iPad Air to in portrait the ipad air 2 is taller but the actual screen dimensions are identical height wise so it is right. whatever yep. this yep. It's, it's not it's double 20 but whatever that is in inches you know it's the same size but but then it's got that much then it's yep. that much wider right so right it, and it, you know i have i haven't tried the split view yet but um wow i mean yeah what are know, you doing? I,
0: that's the whole point. No, of it. But what I'm saying is, like, the
1: split views <laughs> to me would, would think I would think would be like, um, okay, here's a here's a couple of examples. So I can open these guys up. So it's like having, like you were saying, uh, I don't know when you were talking about this six months ago, Aaron. You were talking about having two iPad apps side by side on 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 one device, right? You know, so so right. t- so now practically I've got two identical iPad screens on one on one device.
0: Yeah, and they're both the, the key here is is how the size classes in those apps yeah. are being used, right? So when you're in landscape on the pro and you're you've got basically two up, then those two apps are running in a regular size mm-hmm. class, a regular horizontal yep. size class. And so it's the same uh same view, same rendering as an iPad Air user would see holding their por- iPad in portrait. Right. Yes. Uh which you know, and uh, Federico Vatici's review um, on macstories.net, and um, he posted a, a rather long review that I took the time to read this morning because what the hell? Um, <laughs> he He made a, a lot of deal about this because um, as you know, when apps go into compact mm-hmm. size class for mm-hmm. horizontal width, they, uh, they tend to lose a lot of their functionality, mm-hmm. right? you think of uh like messages for example in a in a compact size which is uh to say that this it's like the, the same width as you would see on an yeah. iPhone screen held yep. held in portrait you know in messages for example uh the two columns uh one of the message list and the other of your actual conversation gets pushed down to a single column that you have to sure. navigate between if you want yeah. to move back and forth but when you have a regular size class as you would on uh, a portrait iPad or on an iPad pro on uh, landscape with mm-hmm. two up, then you can see both, p- both columns and you can navigate both columns freely uh, in this one half of your screen. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And so uh, many apps are like that. So uh, safaris like that uh, magpies even like that. Um, if it's wider, you get to see more of your videos and if it's narrower, you see fewer. <laughs> and, uh, uh the more that you can mm-hmm. see, the better. That's what it all comes down to. So I'm just. Oh. All right, sorry, super I'm just, exciting. I'm just somebody on, <laughs>
1: on uh, Slack. Oh, really? Like, are, are you busy, Tim? <laughs> I'm sorry. Should we come
0: back here and do this some other time?
1: No, it, it's like one of these. It, I don't know if you saw a tweet I put out last week. There was a, a comment about. Um, uh, bad U- UX, where you know you have you have something on your screen and um, you you you're about to put your finger down on a button and the device the app does something different and you end up pushing the wrong button and right? moves the button. Well, my yes. my reply yes, to that, that was we're looking at you Apple, right? And literally, as you were talking to me there, somebody on Slack sort of said, "Hey, question, blah blah blah," and all of a sudden I was like, "I'm in Slack." You know, and I'm like, uh, I didn't. You know, I really don't want to be in Slack right now. I want to be like looking, playing around with this two screen effect that Aaron's talking about while he's talking about it. Right? And yeah, it's literally just the the UX just took over my iPad.
2: <laughs> All right. As long as, as long as we're doing live feedback, um, you have the official Twitter client, right? Okay. That Launch that open, yeah. and put your iPad Pro in landscape.
0: Uh, and describe I, I've seen pictures see. of this. It's terrible. Yes. So, you want me to, okay. The official Twitter app in Landscape. Oh, yep. just by, launch, by launch itself? The without without the, without, yeah, oh, by just itself. by
2: itself. Not, 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 uh, not side by side with anything, just by itself. Yeah, so it's like one big strip down the middle. Is that what you're talking about? Or? <laughs> you, yeah. And so you have a bunch of white gutter space on the left and the right of these Twitter streams. Yeah, well, white right? space is very good from a design perspective, you know? But no,
1: I mean, <laughs> you're right. It's, it's literally there's like two inches of white on the one side and two inches of white on the other side. Yeah, it's like they ha- they haven't done their homework here, but mm-hmm. but it is still it is responding to uh, multitasking, right? So, but here is one cool thing I've got. I've got now. I got to remember how to say this app Dringend. I've got that open <laughs> and, as well as uh, yet another app, right? Can I open a third app here? Ooh, do you know it's funny too when you open no, when you, you pull down do the uh, the what do you call this today view um, notification center. Notification center, you get a big fat, you know, wide, you know, this is what's happening today. And then you get a strip of notifications and widgets on the right hand side. So it's kind of like this is a case where this is now looking like a pro app. You know, so I think there were some tweets today about uh, the fact that you've got the bigger screen. You were going to be able to create sort of pro level experiences for people. Right. So right. And that, yeah. So so it's like you know, it's not like you and I can't close in, you know like the so my calendar is visible, my today is visible. You know, when you go into the today view on your phone or your iPad, you get the one or the other, right? I believe you.
0: Yeah, I think actually in iOS nine, um, all iPads get access to oh, that do they? two okay. column. Okay. Oh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe, in, maybe in right now. Uh, the thing that you have that I don't is that uh, month view of the yeah. calendar. Oh, okay. Federico Vitici mentioned that mm-hmm. in his review. Uh, yes, and I'm I'm looking at the today view in my iPad in right. landscape, and uh, I'm seeing a two-column right. layout.
1: Yeah, this is pretty groovy. Of course, I've added two numbers in pCalc just because I, you know, have to. It's just on point.
2: Apparently wait, wait, wait. But well, that's an interesting question. So not counting pCalc, does the iPad Pro come with a calculator app
1: pre-installed?
2: I'm
0: going to go with no. No, of course not.
2: No, literally,
1: well,
0: I restored I restored all my apps. In fact, some of them are still restoring. Nor does it come with a weather app, nor a stocks app. Really? Hmm. Nothing. I can see some of those, right? Like,
2: okay, weather's a little more questionable. But, um, you know, a calculator app does come pre-installed on the iPhone, and I've never understood why it wasn't available yeah. on the iPad. It is a mystery. And certainly the iPad Pro, right? I mean, surely you're going to do some calculations. Some well, when, when the iPad first came out, did we have a clock? Yeah. On the iPad? Not sure. Yeah, I think because there's
1: a clock there now. but uh, Yeah, and it's funny because, of course, I, what I did when I got home is I thought, okay, do I set this up as a new iPad or do I backup and restore? So I decided to go to the backup and restore. Um, and it, it literally, I, I did this like probably three, four hours ago, and I'm
0: still waiting for some apps to download from the App Store. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm seeing that the App Store is having some yeah, issues right now. Yeah. Uh, I've actually got some apps that uh, are not installing on my iPad mm. right now still not installing um and i'm seeing complaints about people on twitter saying that uh mac app store apps in particular i think are coming up showing as corrupted
1: yeah i had to the to, to, to couple of apps i used today to do the podcast I just before the reason i re- was so late getting to you guys is because
0: i had to uninstall them and reinstall them again which is weird there yeah. you go hmm and also I don't think you had to reinstall them. I think you just have to wait for them to get their Well, activity. no,
1: I, it told me to delete them. So I deleted them and downloaded them again, and they were fine once I did that. The other <laughs> oh. issues is uh, I've noticed a couple of issues with iTunes Connect lately. And that first thing was I tried to change the price on one of my apps uh, a couple of days ago, three days ago. And uh, when I went to choose the start date and the end date, it said you can't choose any dates that are in the past. Well, nothing I had chosen was in the past, right? And so I waited a day or two, and went right. back and tried again. But I, in the meantime, I also sent a support request into uh, iTunes about that, and they replied to me yesterday saying, "Yeah, we're aware of that. The engineers are looking into it." And then today, uh, we were, um, we I pushed up a test build to to the client, and she was just about to go and publish it, and she said to me, "It came back saying, you know, your app is you know ready to be submitted. Name, and then in bracket in parentheses English." So that somehow the name of the app had gotten lost somewhere so so they're definitely having some issues at uh at the big fruit company yeah
0: Yeah. there
2: was somebody on twitter and i I don't have it handy because it came up during the week and i didn't think to save it where it was even more comedy where (laughs) it looked like all you got was this weird like templated system of like what what it should have fed back to you from iTunes. Oh, Connect, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like developer.name, app.name. Like showing the source and you know, the info list kind of thing, right? Sort of like a like a broken dynamic page that still gave you the, the template yeah. for, you know, view of what yeah, goes I, I vaguely remember seeing that. Maybe that was you
0: tweeting that. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Ah, still in confidence in us. Uh, do you want to talk about, like, the app situation? Sure. <laughs> on the yeah, iPad Pro? I posted a link in here, uh, and it's an article from a developer named Alex Austin, and uh, it's called Mobile App Developers yes, Are I Suffering. Read that one. And it was posted on November 4th. This um, is nothing new to anyone who listens to this show, but I like that it was posted in, near in time to the iPad Pro launch. So uh, it gives it new life, let's put it that way. So, this article uh, explains some of the problems that developers are facing getting their apps adopted. And uh, it, it serves up some truth bombs that are <laughs> going to hurt you if uh, if you care about having your app adopted. Because this there's this graph here laying out the adoption rates for the top 1,000 non-games in the iOS App Store. And uh, the results are not yeah. pretty. Uh, the first... Uh, it's, it's indexed, right? It's from zero to one in terms of most adoption. And number one app is of course. Facebook. The number 10 app, Skype, mm-hmm. right, uh, has one-tenth of the adoption of the number one app, which, which means we're talking about uh, a breakdown here of, you know, if you're not number one, then you are not going to be a top right. ten. Uh, did you mention the basically. source
1: of, the, of these stats? This is Branch, right?
0: Uh, Branch, yes. I/O. This Branch.
1: Got, the post was originally from Branch. Just, just so people know that we these are real numbers from
0: a, an analytics site, right? So, yes, very good. So, um, and then of course it gets dramatically worse from there, right? So if you're looking at uh, if you're you know at the 200th position most popular app, you have vanishingly Less uh, I think it was one in one thousand than, or something like that. Yeah, it it quickly gets there. the 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 top, sorry, the one thousandth most popular app uh, by the rendering of this this graph here is an app called Pixable. Mm-hmm. You're at just point zero two percent of the total adoption of the first. That uh, you know suggests that you know people are not installing apps or not finding them in general. general or not yeah, find you. Well, because I mean <laughs> right. and the,
1: the, what the article also went on to say was if, if you went to an app store page, if your app is below the fold, people aren't going to find you. Like people aren't
0: yeah. people aren't we talked about that with the Apple TV. Yeah, people
1: aren't surfing beyond the first really or two second level. Like we used to all, we all learned to do back in the day when we all had our devices and they were fresh and clean and new and the app store was new. We all used to just go surfing through the store to see it was there, right? You know, yeah. and, and uh, I think new users now who are now uh, they're not they're they're sort of the mainstream users of devices. They're not
0: at, they're not going to go looking for stuff, right? Yeah. Nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. And um, here's another stat uh, about monetization, and this this obviously goes hand in hand with adoption, right? Like you can't make money unless people are actually installing your app in the first place, right? So uh, here's another study: the top 20 app publishers, okay, they represent less than point zero zero five percent of all the apps. Point zero zero five five one thousandths mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of all apps, but they make sixty percent of all app store revenue. Sixty percent goes to point zero zero five percent. Right, right. Uh, you think inequality in the United States is bad? Income inequality, but this this is yeah. something else altogether. That is brutal. So, um, what do you do? <laughs> Where's the silver lining in this? Yeah. Right. Well I've got I've got one for okay. you. <clears throat> Let me propose one for you. You know, making money from the app store is a fool's game. <laughs> so, if that's your goal. Right, right. Um, we've 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 come to this knowledge. We uh, we understand this now. But it's still possible, I think, to make a living through the app store. And uh, it just doesn't have to be at the whim of in app purchases and selling your app for ninety nine cents. Uh, or giving it away and making money off the ads, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I think the iPad Pro points to a potential vector for actually making money. And I'm thinking in particular of professional-level apps, right? right? Uh, So you think of um, OmniGraffle or any of the Omni apps on the iPad, which charge, you know, $49, for example. Uh, Those guys are making a living selling their apps because they're high-quality apps that professionals are paying money for because they need them to do their job, right? right? And I think uh, the reason I'm excited about the iPad Pro is I believe that the people who are looking to migrate their work and their workflows to an iOS device are going to be very hungry for the best professional quality apps and will pay for Mm -hmm. them. There's there's kind of a dearth of them right now. There's not a ton. Uh, But over time, developers are going to step up and come out with, I think, much more robust offerings than what we're seeing today on the App Store. And that's been the big curse of the App Store, right? Uh, the, the economics do not reward the robust application because the hardware itself is much more casual, much more leisure-based. Mm-hmm. Um, so you end up with, uh, instead of Coda for the Mac, you get Coda Lite, <laughs> or you know they called it Coda, right? So... But now that's changing. You know, Panic has come out with a new version of, of Coda, and it's just now Coda for iOS. No light, no diet. <laughs> and it's now a much more capable piece of software. And they're, they're continuing on that trajectory, too. They should really be charging more for it, but I don't run that mm. company. <laughs> um, but others need to step up into that, that kind of thinking. And I think there, especially when you're dealing with um, verticals, right? right? Uh, you know specialized niches of people who need apps for particular purposes that are going to be willing to pay money for it especially if they have an ipad pro which is basically like a a mac (laughs) except one that they can carry around in you know without any problem at all and use it anywhere Mm -hmm. and that may well be the future so we'll see We'll see what comes of it. But I think um, it's not as grim as this article suggests.
1: Right. And, and uh, th- I think the numbers, I mean, maybe the, he thinks he's inventing something new, but the numbers are similar to what Charles Perry was talking about two years ago in that study from the Gartner Group where... A very very small percentage. I think 0.01% of developers at that time were making money on the App Store, and that was sort of the beginning of the indie apocalypse, if you will. Right, where people started to realize it was there's not it's not there's no gold rush is well over. Right. That's right. Yeah, we even have a term for it. What's that? <laughs> Indy apocalypse. Yeah. you said it. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's funny cuz they talked about that on release notes this week. They talked about the Apple TV and their take on on how people are are going to make money on it or what have you. And and there really are only what a couple of thousand or even a thousand uh apps on the App Store currently, right? For the Apple Apple TV itself, right? Something yeah. like that, yeah. So but the problem is nobody in these in this first couple of weeks that the thing's been out, nobody's buying apps, right? And it also brings back to uh, another talk that I talked uh, brought up It was the, the talk by Simon Sinek about um, start with why. He in in his talk talks about uh, the adoption curve where, and this is sort of what we were talking about last week with I, with the Apple Watch. You know, all the developers and all the early adopters will selling the early adopters is not a challenge. Like you're gonna you're gonna sell ten. Percent of the market without you know without falling getting out of bed because you can't you're just going to trip over those users. It's getting into the getting past between the the early adopters and the mainstream is the challenge. Getting people to buy beyond there and so I think now the app store, apps, iPhones, iPads are sort of in that sort of middle range now where now it's become it's just it's it's almost like anyone's game. The the big players who are already as this article points out the ones who are already above the fold you know, who are already there in the top, you know, top five rather the top ten the Facebooks and the what have you know, whatever are gonna are gonna just constantly monopolize the market because as the new users come in they're told to go to the app store, they go to the app store, what's the second app they see on the app store? Facebook. Well, yeah, my mom uses Facebook well, my mom doesn't use Facebook, but your mom uses Facebook, you know, and and Everybody knows what that is. Oh, yeah, so, of course, I've got to get Facebook. But the average user, you know, the mainstream user is not going to go digging for pCalc, for instance, right? You know, because they're, they're not going to, unless they know about it or hear about it, they're not going to go and get it, right? So the only ways that people are going to find apps now are through the traditional methods that have worked since Adam was a boy. Marketing, you know, television commercials, uh, newspaper commercials, billboards, and that kind of stuff. And that costs a lot of money to 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 get into and make and make a, a living off, right? So,
0: absolutely true.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, the reality is is that you know, you're if you're uh, if you want to make apps, yeah, sure, make apps, but don't expect that that's going to be your day job, right? You know, um, or your only job. You have to diversify your interests. You have to you have to be prepared to market and that kind of stuff. And uh, a de- any developer today who's thinking you're going to make an app and not put any effort behind it know to get it get the word out even even to his friends and families is a fool in the making right so a fool already made yeah <laughs> like like me
0: <laughs> <laughs> well we try and push in there magpie whenever we can you know yeah yeah man no it's it's funny you can't you cannot reach many people uh it's it's amazing it's really kind of mind-boggling really when you think yeah. about it um you know, I, I run into people, and, and when I tell them about Magpie, uh, I often hear, I don't need that, or it's not of interest yeah. to me. Um, and th- those that, that do express some interest say, wow, I didn't know such a thing existed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, you know, so you, you, you do hear all things. But it's, uh, it's impossible to reach everybody yeah. and, uh, unless, unless you do have the scope of a yeah. Facebook but you know, like even people like um, you mentioned Peacalc, yeah. and that's an app that's uh, been in the store for as long as there's been mm-hmm. one. I'd, I'd be surprised if he were in that that one thousand top app list. Do you no, think so? No, absolutely. No, I don't think so. And um, <laughs> sorry, but, James, but if that's the case, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm prepared to be wrong on that. I honestly have no yeah. idea. But. Um, guessing that he's not and he's still making a living like that's how he makes his mm-hmm. living mm-hmm. with p so mm. uh you can you can be say okay say he is in a thousand you know what, whatever like i'm i'm flexible uh, <laughs> um he's not he does not have big adoption numbers right. you know you look at that very cruel curve yeah. and even if he is in that curve with those very very low relative adoption numbers he can still make a living mm-hmm. so there's hope, man. It's not it's not entirely hopeless. Well, can you, can, but you better have a really nice product. <laughs> and and put a lot of muscle behind it. And have a little bit of luck. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a podcast. That's help. Well, I was having a hard time yesterday. And you should really sell Tumblr to Yahoo for a billion dollars. That would help too. <laughs> uh, now it's not quite yacht and helicopter money, but it'll help. Yeah, well, what can you say? PCALC here. I don't here
1: know. I don't know, man. PCALC. Let's see. The, the best calculator. I'm just going on app any here to see if I can get any
2: statistics on it.
0: Jaime, why are you so quiet? Do you hate us now, no, man? I'm just
2: taking it all in and taking it in. Um,
0: What's been on you your know, mind, Jaime? I,
2: I, I do think, with regard to tvOS, one thing I'd like to point out is, uh, and, and to be fair, I don't think a lot of people are going to buy a lot of apps on the TV, anyways, mm-hmm. right? Just like it'll follow the same power curve. I'd be shocked the number one wasn't in some sort of order, Netflix, uh, Amazon, if it was there, right? It's not. So there's a big hole there. Mm -hmm. Hulu, you know, MLB, like the ones that you would expect to see would be hugely um, adopted on first day. And then well off to the right is, you know, whatever the equivalent of Pixable is. But I think one of the things that also made things worse is I, I really do feel that Apple completely dropped the ball with the UI for tvOS on um, on the day of release and it, it made it a little bit better in the subsequent days but not having categories show up and you know considering that they do have a, a, a somewhat less than optimal way to use a um, virtual keyboard on there, right where you go left to right in this long single strip yeah. instead of a two-dimensional grid with wrapping amongst the grid right um I think that makes things worse. Like it's it just looks like, oh, there's no apps unless you happen to know the name of an app or you get lucky as you start typing in and it's like, oh yeah. Um what's it? Uh, Flex. That's the one I was thinking of. Right. They they weren't in there on uh, day one, I think they are on the second or third day. But there was another Flex competitor that happened to have Flex in its name, yeah. right? Like that's Simplex. Simplex, thank you. Like, that's, that's baby pants. That's that's amateur hour. There's zero reason why they couldn't have had categories. Like, it just, it doesn't, like, the charts, I could understand, right? It's like, oh, the charts heavily influence what happens, and I could see where they're like, mm, let's get some usage first before we let the charts do their damage, deciding who the winners mm-hmm. are. Right? I, I, I could understand the, the editorial slant on
0: that. But not having categories? Like you've got it's apps, not like they don't have, have the info. Apps. Yeah. You know, like, they, it's there, you know, like, that, that data is there. You know, what happened? I don't know. This is the same company that didn't, you know, push out the pencil and the keyboard on the same day as the iPad Pro launch. Yeah, yeah. Balls get that dropped one's weird. in weird. I, I,
2: I assume, like, manufacturing problems or something, because at least the keyboard and the pencil are new things. There's yeah. nothing new at all for no. tvOS apps, like, no. you know, as an app store concept.
1: But, I mean, the the, the thing with is, uh, what is what. What's happening in the Apple TV is, and and again, they talked about this in release notes as well, and I'm going to use their point, in that, that people don't know that Apple's push is that there are now apps on TV, but the average consumer who sits in front of a TV doesn't even know what an app is, so there's going to be a paradigm shift. And, and as Jaime is trying to sort of say here, you know, there's a paradigm of of what do you do on your television? You use, use Plex to manage your media. You know, you use uh, Netflix to watch shows mindlessly. They're, in Canada, there's Show Me and Crave TV, which are now um, syndicating uh, content back to TV. And I think it's Hulu in the States is a similar type service in, in the United States. So I don't know if there's other things like that, uh, Jaime, where they bring back, you know, previous seasons, series- of shows similar to how netflix does you have services like that down there yes
2: so hulu is the one that's owned by nbc right. in the united states right. not sure about availability outside of the, the states yeah. but um not at they all they have a lot of partnerships with nbc with, uh, doesn't with know where canada companies. is yeah. yeah well it is a national broadcasting company not the international oh, broadcasting right. company yeah
1: right and, and 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 you know what three two th- three quarters of the people in snl are canadians Okay, <laughs> guys, come, be on, come you guys on, focus. So my, my my point is that 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 uh, there there's a paradigm of of things you expect to see on a, on a television today, right? And what's going to happen over time, and and it may or may not, it may not, it may take a while, it may never take off, and that is that's what Apple's putting their money behind is that there's going to be a paradigm shift where some apps are going to come along and they're going to create a new paradigm for for apple tv and some apps are going to come along and make a new paradigm for watch right and some apps are going to come along and make a paradigm for ipad pro like the people who are going to buy ipad pro are, you know the people who who call themselves artists and sketches and architects and engineers and what have you they're not your average guy who wants to play crossy road you know um that's exactly right yeah. so so they're they're kind of they're creating this thing but the thing about it is it were at such early days like i i keep coming back to 2008 right when the app store first launched a handful of guys made made some money you know same thing with the web, where the web was 10 years ago or yeah when when facebook and those guys and myspace and you know tribe and meetup i remember meet, I you guys probably all use meetup now right Meetup was trying to be as popular as Facebook 10 years ago. I had a Meetup account 10 years ago. And and it nobody was signing up for it, right? But now everybody, you know, you go to any you, how many Meetups do you guys go to on a regular basis because you get notified through Meetup. It's now it's now it's catching on in terms of how uh, but it's taken a while to get there, right? So um but there's going to be a new paradigm, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know what it looks like, but it's going to be something is going to come out of the Apple TV apps on the Apple TV, and something's going to come out of Watch as well, and who knows what that's going to be, right? But. You know, so we it's kind of hard to sort of look into our crystal balls and figure out where we're, where this is all going. But I think it is going somewhere and it's not going to be where it is today. Right. I mean, we last week we were talking about um, or last week. The last couple of weeks, we've been talking about getting rid of cable. Right. As an example. Right. I'm still, you know, tethered to my television through cable. Right. You, Aaron, are no longer te- haven't been for nine or ten years. Right.
0: I don't know how long it's yeah, been a l- it's been long, a
1: long time. time. Yeah. So, I mean, you and, and, you know, most of the, like, it, same thing with home phones. And I still have a home phone that sits here and calls my alarm company every couple of days, whatever. And the telemarketers call in and leave me messages, which I'll never listen to. Right. And yet, every single one of my kids, you know, I've got my, both, both of my boys are married and they've both got, you know, adult wives and, and they've got young babies and stuff like that. They don't have a home phone. They use their cell phones, and, oh, and, yeah. that, and that, that's, that's right. another paradigm that's shifted, right? Like you know,
0: yeah. my own mother doesn't have a home phone well, anymore. Well, there you go. So, but I do.
1: <laughs> that's crazy. But I mean, so <laughs> you know, But if you think about it, like you know, I remember back in the day when you know the only way you could actually get a hold of somebody was to go to the kitchen, pick up this corded thing, and talk to you know somebody on the other line, and and you could only get a hold of them if they were at home. I mean, that's you know, it's a joke by Louis C.K., but. That's where it was, you know, uh, how old am I now? So like, I guess 35 years, 40 years ago, that's that's how we communicated with each other. Now we have these devices. I can communicate with you guys 27 times a day without thinking about
0: it, you know? We are quite familiar with the capabilities of the devices in our pocket. Dude. Yeah. So, um, so you're saying what's going to happen next for the watch, for the TV, for the iPad Pro? And it's, it's right now. It's all wait and see, right? Like Pretty that's much. the thing. We don't know Pretty yet, much. right? Something,
1: something's going to take. I mean, it, like, like Snapchat is like, you know, we're now talking about how badly Snapchat's doing in the market. Three years ago, we didn't even know Snapchat didn't exist.
0: You know, yeah. so there's opportunities. Yeah, that sounds like opportunity it is, for sure. And nobody snatched it yet. Like, I mean, it's it's especially true on the watch. I yeah. think. yeah yeah oh, we, yeah. we and, and it's definitely true on the Apple TV. But it hasn't been that long, right? Yeah. But we do not see the watch as a huge uh, opportunity yet because not the way the iPhone we haven't seen watch, anything step in. Nothing, nothing no.
1: is nothing. I mean, and, and that's I, I almost get angry with people when they when they they expect you know Apple's going to come out and Tim Cook's going to walk on the stage and you know the red Sea's going to part and this device is going to flow up through the middle. You know, like and I remember Steve Jobs repeating, "It's a phone. It's a." iPod. It's a, a widescreen
0: video iPod. Exactly, and it's a breakthrough internet communication. Three device. times
1: before people went, "Oh, oh, I get it."
0: Right. You know? Yeah. Well, Apple sells shells. Yeah. Basically, yeah. these these empty vessels of opportunity, mm. and it's up to it's up to developers to fill them. Right. Um, and make their fortune if they can. Right. You know, but uh, you know, we can complain about Apple not. Not configuring the garden correctly for us to grow to our fullest extent in. Yeah,
1: that's like that's <laughs> it's like a metaphor. Lego saying the Lego doesn't help us build this Death Star.
0: Well, eh, you know, I think it's a there di- is little different though. It's conc- there's concrete stuff that Apple could do that make that make things yeah, better. That's true. Um, yeah.
2: There's a lot of interference that they do that makes things actively worse. Right. So <laughs> a, a couple things that I'll think of for let's look at WatchOS and let's look at TVOS. Sure. WatchOS, the thing that they did. Like that, they actively chose to do that made things worse, and I think probably hurts whatever amount of uh, potential innovation might happen in that space is not being able to charge for a watch app. Right? They decided like, no, you are not going to be able to charge for it, not even through IAP or other you know methods like you know freemium type stuff.
0: I was like, well, why should I bother them? (laughs) Why do I want to do more work? But on the other hand, no no more money. Yeah, but you can Hmm? say like, you you have to ship an an iPhone app to have a watch app in the first place, right? So you can charge for that.
1: Yeah, uh, it, but it also comes even further back than, than the, the watch in, in terms of keyboard extensions. Sure. A lot of people, talk, like, like Marin, Marin Todorov, his talk at 360iDev was about how when he heard you could make a keyboard, a custom keyboard, he thought, great, I'll make a custom keyboard, I'll charge for the keyboard, and you know, I'll, I'll make a few shekels. He, not, he was not earth-shattering money, but he wanted to make some money off of it. And then he found out that he couldn't charge a single cent for it you know like what? Yeah, well, you can you can charge Yeah, for but, a I keyboard. Mean, but they they made they put so many challenges in the in in front of them that they that and you know like how it installs and you know it's it's like so convoluted in terms of getting getting the, getting a keyboard onto your device by the time you get your device right. you're like why would i even bother right so
0: yeah well there there's plenty of people that are making money doing that uh okay well i mean yes but <laughs> but
1: i was talking about uh, from Jaime's point of view about, about the roadblocks apple puts in way right in our way yeah. right?
0: well some of them are technical
2: I mean, the watch os one is is a is a business one though right like yeah why couldn't you unlock the installing the watch os app uh as an iap yeah sort yeah. Of thing? yeah yes it, it's delivered as part of the the iphone app like that, that, that makes sense yeah. that's a, a technical limitation but they didn't have to say, like, oh, yeah, you can't charge for these things, you know, for just for... So you've already purchased, you know, Pcalc for iPhone. Oh, now you can also purchase, you know, for 99 cents more, mm-hmm. the Apple Watch version. Right. Right. Like, why not? I mean, it, Tim, they, they charged you for, I don't know, did you get a keyboard? Did you get a pencil? Did you buy... Like, you didn't just walk out with that stuff, right? Like, hey, I just went and bought an iMac, and I walked out with a keyboard, and I also walked out with you know, a mouse pad and all these other things. No, they, they, they charge for those things, yeah, right? Sure. That, that's yes. additional revenue that they can make yep. cases. But, and- so I think they, they actively sort of made that worse. And going over to tvOS, I think what they actively made worse is actually a decision that they reversed themselves on. And that's not allowing, um, apps to require a third party or a game controller, right? Like yeah. a traditional Xbox style controller. Mm-hmm. Um, that just you know the requirement while it sort of makes sense from a certain point of view uh which i'll address to have every game be somehow playable via the siri remote is is just dumb it's it's bonkers right so a lot of folks have justified it with a oh well you wouldn't want to spend a whole bunch of money on this app or game that you couldn't use like um it's technically possible to say hey. This thing requires a game controller. We will not let you actually buy it uh, unless you connect a game controller or you have at least have one registered with this Apple TV. These are all trivial things to implement. Like there's this sort of thing you need to do over a weekend, right? Surely a multi-billion dollar company like Apple could do it. They just <laughs> chose to make the experience that particular way, right? They, they made things easier in themselves at the expense of... Not only the developers, but also the users, right? Like, don't even bother. Just don't even bother buying a game controller. It's worthless. Yeah. There'd be so few games, it won't be worth the time and money. Well, I mean, and,
1: and you're right. Somebody sat in a boardroom, a bunch of executives or decision makers sat in a room and made that decision. That's clear, right? Um, but just just as a, a, there was a game came out yesterday, Rocksmith or Rock Rock Band or something like that. Something came out where you were required to have the, the plastic guitar controller. It just came out yesterday for the Apple TV. Did you see that?
2: I don't think I saw that one, but okay. Yeah, you know
1: the rock band thing that you play on that. Sure, Xbox but and it it, and you, it, you, it does nothing if you don't have the guitar.
0: Well, that should not have made it through, according to Apple policy. <laughs> oh. I mean, if it did make it through, then there's some either some back channel going on, other app store, or <laughs> or it's a mistake and it's going to get pulled sh- soon. Really? Okay, I'll find it. I'll find the link. Yeah, find it. Liz, uh, you know, that, could, that could be a big boo-boo. Mm.
2: Sorry. And yet, as an aside, maybe it's almost more for us, because by the time this episode goes out, this will not matter for the listeners. So hopefully, you got the email just like everybody else, but there's the Apple TV Tech Talks oh, coming yes. around the, right. uh, oh, the yes. tour yes.
0: related to that. That's right. Very exciting. And it's in Toronto!
2: Yeah, for once, and one Seattle, too. woo
0: who cares yeah toronto. people were
2: discussing <laughs> there was a, a jim rutherford the uh TVOS uh weekly or tv weekly no apple tv weekly i forget what the name of the newsletter is we've, we've talked about it before it was uh jokingly asking like hey how come they don't have it in vancouver and i was like well <sighs> because if you have it in seattle all the vancouver people can just come through same yeah. reason like hey why is chicago not on there well because chicago people just go to toronto
0: yeah well that's tough <laughs> you know you know chicago and toronto are, are kind of far apart like compared it's to like vancouver an hour and, and a half flight it's it's nothing oh flight it's like ah right yeah but you can drive for an hour from vancouver to uh seattle is that right no it's like three and a half hours oh is it no. yeah, i don't know if you've ever been to vancouver yeah. but people in vancouver don't want to leave vancouver i lived in vancouver for a year um yeah uh that's funny because it's like a, an 11 hour drive from T- seattle sorry chicago to toronto yeah uh, so that's not exactly the same neighborhood. There's no Chicago date for this. No. So Toronto,
2: Los Angeles, Boston, Seattle, two days
0: in Cupertino,
2: Berlin, London, New York, Tokyo, and bringing up the rear is Sydney.
1: Oh wait, I had to, I had two pieces of real time follow up. I missed one. I got to go back to that one. But anyway, just on in terms of real time follow up, I just pasted in a link there for its- looking at it now. Guitar Hero Live. Launches for Apple TV, but game gamers will need a guitar controller to play.
0: Do you real time live reading here? I can't focus when you're doing
1: that song. Oh sorry. <laughs> I was just trying to entertain the uh, the listeners.
0: That's, no, this isn't, uh, no, this is this, wrong. This, this is a bogus
2: loophole. Okay, so I'm going to read the, uh, for those of you who are driving <laughs> or doing other activities that, where you can't stop and, and look at the show note. This comes as a bit of shock since Apple has a policy that games for Apple TV are not required to use an M5 controller and must be able to be played with the Siri remote it must alone. Must be able to be played However, with
0: the Siri remote alone. Yes. yes. However, the, the Guitar Hero Live is not technically a meffy game controller. And it's a custom peripheral that doesn't work with any other game except for Guitar Hero. They're they're calling that a loophole. This is crazy. Well, there go, this is folks. just like, nonsense. There's your loophole. You, can, uh, oh, you can if you can afford it, but... to make. Wow, your own if that custom if this thing actually stays M5 in the M5 store, so this just contradicts uh, the policy uh, you guys were just talking charge. about, right? Oh, it totally does. Yeah, yeah, just because <laughs> the spirit of this policy. Is that you should be able to use anything you get from the App Store with your Siri remote? Right, right, right. Like that's the spirit of the policy, right? Doesn't that make sense? Who cares if the controller is an MFI or not? Sorry, what's an MFI? Made, made, made for iPhone. Oh, okay. Right. So, like the um, the Steel Series uh, game controller that Apple is officially sanctioning, yes, uh, is is an MFI mm. game controller, mm-hmm. right? So. Uh, there, but their policy, Apple's policy, is that if if your app, game, whatever, um, can't be controlled with the Siri remote, then we can't let it on the App Store. And that is a perfectly sensible policy. I mean, you could you could hate it, you could disagree with yeah, it, yeah, yeah, um, but it is a sensible policy. I can see why they made that decision. Mm-hmm. But this contravenes that policy directly, blatantly brazenly and so if this if this thing stays in the store and it probably will too because it's activision right like yeah other app store and <laughs> you're looking at something that uh apple is making an exception on and i you know what i hope i hope people download this and get furious but it's probably free is it free uh Finding i'm not now. sure uh, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to look right, at the. Oh, there it is. It, you, see, lost, you can't I look at the Apple TV. The app. There we go. It is, of course, free. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With in-app purchases to unlock for fifty dollars. But
1: the guitar itself,
0: right, is fifty dollars. No, ninety-nine
1: dollars, and it's it's available on the
0: apps oh. Apple Store. Well, so Apple gets a kickback for that. I don't know. This all feels like horse manure to me. Yeah. <laughs> Orc mischief. Orc mischief. <laughs> it's orc mischief. What do you think, Jaime?
2: I. So I just railed about the fact that like that's it's a terrible decision that I didn't think that it was good for game developers, nor was it you know good for users. And then we see this.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I... <laughs> this is
2: definitely a table flip moment. i like, <laughs> come on, guys. Like I know we joke a lot about you know the other app store on this show, but this is real. Full on calls it out. Like. Tim Cook might as well just come out on stage. It's the guitar and like giving us the story. bird and say, "Hey, you see this guy over here from Activision Blizzard who just acquired um, my homie King, the makers of Candy Crush? Uh, yeah, right. they're better than you. Yeah, they will yeah. always be better than yeah. you. They're above We're going to the treat uh, them. Make sure you drop your sixteen hundred dollars on your WWDC ticket next year. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. They're, yep. <laughs> they're above the
0: fold. <laughs> Tim Cook flipping the bird to developers everywhere. Let me pretend
2: that you care about me just as much as you do these other companies. Just like, you're hurting the uh, the you know false reality that I have this right. cone of sight and that cone of silence. The um... your delusions. Oh gosh, what is it called?
0: <laughs> delusions. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, this is a California knife in the back.
2: Yeah, but do you
1: remember remember when he talked <laughs> about this like with last the last keynote he was at? He was pr- practically rubbing his hands together in glee, going, "Oh, look at the money I'm going to make off of this! I, I called it right, you know." <sighs> The other real-time okay. follow-up I wanted to, to throw out there, which I f- forgot about, was uh, I did find some some daily rankings for PCALC okay. on the App Store, and it, they are in utilities. They are in the top 100 uh, worldwide, and in the top 500 in 89 countries. Sorry, in 10 countries, they're, they're in the top top 100, and in they're in a hundred. They're in there are hundreds and nine in 109 different countries. Eh, they're yeah. in the top 1,000. So, and that's for the paid version of Peacock. There's also I can tell you what the free version is doing. Hang on a sec.
0: Well, the free version doesn't matter. Um, yes yeah, and it's going to you be. You don't have to Brazilian, refer to yeah. James Thompson as they. Uh, yeah, he's just one he. guy. So yeah, okay. So I uh, I stand corrected. He is within the top thousand. Seems quite handily so.
1: Yeah, no, and and, could, and and that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's kind of neat, neat stuff, right? So it's not like he doesn't exist at all, like most of us do on the uh, on these stat pages, right? That's for sure. Yeah, I wonder how Magpie's doing. Let's
0: have a look. Uh, anyway, um. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> what else do you want to talk about here? Do you want to do picks? Uh, well, it's wh- looking like time. <laughs> hang on. There
2: were, yeah, it's true, but there were there were. Well, a quick note that I'll just jump in with is um, now we can invite more testers in TestFlight. Yeah, so yeah. Apple bumped right. it up from 1,000 users to 2,000 users.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And the, the, ba- the builds last from 30 days to 60 days now. That's the other thing oh, I didn't see that. They, yeah.
1: they didn't have that. In no, the do hands. they? How, how many days? 60 days Oh, now. good. Yeah, because they keep expiring me. I um, want you to lead us into your Dropbox thing.
2: Yeah, so Dropbox just came out with its new V two of its API that you can use to interact with as an app, mm-hmm. right? And as an interesting point here, they've dropped Objective C as a, a supported path, right? So they, of course, there's interoperability with Swift, but it is a Swift API, right? Um, just full stop. So you, if you haven't, uh, you know, tinkered with Swift at all, like you're going to have to if you're a Dropbox developer. I thought that was kind of an interesting line in the sand for them to draw.
1: So this means that if you're, if you're writing, if you want to use a Dropbox API, you have to write the whole thing in Swift, or you can use the interrupt interruptibility and still use Objective-C. No,
0: apparently you can't. Uh, see, this is the funny thing. Okay. I'm looking at the Dropbox form oh. where people are actually complaining. Uh, if you see that, uh, you, you posted the link, I made to uh, Michael Sy's, uh summary of it. And it appears that having... Okay, so uh, real talk. If you are using an Objective-C app, you cannot call the Dropbox API hmm. because it's, it's not only written in Swift, it is unable, I guess, because of a lack of a bridging header or something, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. uh, it, you cannot interoperate with it. And it appears to be a mistake on the part of the Dropbox developers. Oh,
1: really? Hmm. Well, I do know that there are some issues with interoperability where you can come from Objective-C to Swift with a lot of different types um, yes, but coming back—they're actually coming yeah. back. You can only use strings,
0: if I'm not mistaken. So I'm well, they—they're, um, you know, well, those those things, toll-free bridge, but yeah. uh, they need to. The, one one Dropboxer here is mentioning this. Um, He's—I <laughs> can't believe I'm reading this. Okay, for those who haven't tried it yet, I just tried, and this is a developer at Dropbox. I just tried, and believe that we'll need to expose the Swift classes to Objective-C explicitly by inheriting from NSObject and adding the at Objective-C decorator. Right. Whoops! <laughs> they didn't know that until now. Or, well, the date of this post is October 18th, so this is a few weeks old. Well, clearly
2: they didn't go to Greg Heo's talk. That's all I have to no.
0: say. Clearly. Ooh, no! Clearly. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs>
2: so, Wow, yeah. these updates are wild. Like, <laughs> there's a, This is definitely was updated since I uh, pasted the link. There's the one from June 9th. This Week in Swift links to this thread... Which makes it look like Dropbox didn't realize what
0: they were doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well. Yep. So there you go. I folks. mean, yeah, I don't... It's clear, like, I can understand them writing uh, their framework or their API in Swift. You know, it's the new hotness and it's good. We should all be writing in Swift as we move forward. But um, to have made the mistake to make it non-interoperable with Objective-C and to have shipped it without realizing that... Oops.
2: What?! <laughs> yeah. Holy
0: cow! Yeah. Wow, that's huge. It's it's bizarre, really. So there's you know there's, there's two things here, right? So uh, this is another Swift success story in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also you know kind of a funny joke for <laughs> uh, Dropbox developers who blew it. Sorry, I'm just ignoring my iPad. Um, yeah. <laughs> why don't we wrap it up?
1: <laughs> All right. So let's button we, her up. Let's go around the table like we usually do and see if anybody has any picks. So we'll
0: stop at Aaron's desk and see if Aaron has a pick. Yes. I had to, uh, I think I actually mentioned this a few weeks ago, where I had an automated script that went to my bank website and pulled my daily transactions into a little uh, system that I built. Uh, of my own devising to help me uh, with my finances, okay. so um, shortly after I, I finished building that tool, uh, my bank website, which had never changed in some fifteen years, decided to do an update and they remade their whole site in ember js, which is you know one of those fancy pants yeah. JavaScript frameworks that are going to be out of date in about six weeks yeah. um, but uh, one of the side effects is that the tool that I was using to scrape the site. Um, no longer works because it's all javascript rendered now it's like one web page or something and you you can't even see what's happening inside of it and Mm so my my clever super cool helpful finance tool uh became useless and you know insert Aaron flipping tables and being furious and all that stuff many curse words were uttered in whitby so I finally came up with a solution to this. And the way to do it is uh, typically using a tool called Selenium, which is an open source framework for sort of automating a web browser, basically driving a web browser through a script and uh, making it click on things and, you know, returning the results, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Uh, But it's a Java-based tool. It's ugly and it's old and it's, you know, it's crufty and I didn't like it. But it turns out that the Mac has another solution and it's called Fake. And this is a OS 10 web browser that you can program to do whatever you like. Right. And so the link is in the show notes, fakeapp.com. And what you do is uh, you basically open this thing up and it's like a web browser. You type in an address and you know a starting point of where you want to start automating. And then you've got this large palette of potential actions. You can click things. You can fill out forms. You can uh, write JavaScript of your own. Um, you can fill out form values. Uh, you can do all kinds of like you can do anything that you want basically, and you put it into think about like you know how Automator works, right? Yes. You know you basically drag and drop actions, and they get chained together, and then you can save it as a script that plays over and over and over again. And so that's exactly what I did. I you know went to my bank website, started chaining together actions, and saved it. And now every morning at six o'clock, this fake browser opens, goes to my bank website, and downloads my transactions for the previous day, and then uh, my my application processes it, and I'm back on track. So, cool. Uh, really cool app. Like this app has been around for a few years now. This is nothing new. Uh, it's made by a fellow named Todd. Jit- D- I'll say it again. It's made bit. by a fellow named Todd Ditchendorf, um, and so he's made other browser type apps like. Uh, fluid shapes and runway mm-hmm. uh fluid mm-hmm. app is like a a uh, one of those uh, make your own browser type things uh-huh. so you can make an app specific browser so i used to use that actually so it's funny you know some developers tend to specialize around particular technologies todd right. ditchendorf does that so he's like the browser guy he makes browser like apps Hmm. um so if you're interested in doing anything like that um, you know there's a lot of potential use cases um fake works very well also i, I i'm happy to note that uh, todd ditchendorf on twitter at todd if i'm remembering right oh sorry at i todd hmm. on twitter uh was very responsive and helpful when i had a question about how to do something on using fake and so cool um yeah great app give it a shot groovy it's funny. I'm looking at some of those uh, diagrams
1: he's got here that he's in this uh, shapes app, and they look very similar to the ones you see on the Apple documentation.
0: Hmm. 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 Oh, it's a
1: diagramming app. I see. Yeah, but it looks like a lot like those uh, diagrams
0: you see on the Apple website. Um, okay. So oh, for programming, huh? I see. The programming ones. Yeah. Well, yeah, in the
1: the Apple documentation, when they have like a diagram of how stuff flows in there. I I was looking at a page earlier today and I literally saw the same thing. Um, Anyway, so Jaime, do you have a pick?
2: I do. And it's um, ThumbZone, which is a website where you can drag a screenshot and it will show you the hot zones for a user, a right-handed user's thumb on different models of the iphone the iphone 5 6 and the yeah. 6 plus including choke up versions of uh the six and the six plus so choke up if you everything that is like choking up on a baseball bat where you kind of shimmy your hand up the phone yeah right and you can see this little like hot zone of uh let's take the iphone 5 for example so there's this White area that's really easy to hit, right? It's right within the natural range of your thumb. And then there's areas that get harder to hit, such as, you know, let's say like the upper right hand corner, if you're a right handed person using yeah. the phone in your right hand. Yeah. And then the hardest thing would be to hit the, you know, much darker pink if you're looking at the screen here. Yeah, should area, I use this on my back on an iOS device? Or, sorry, I misunderstood. Um, I mean, if you want to see like, for yourself perhaps but i think the idea here is rather than having to get a design onto an actual phone mm-hmm. and see where the hot zones are which of course that's the sort of thing you should do anyways it, it's a little harder to iterate to just pass things through you know onto the device back and forth back and forth but if you have a okay what if we put the button here and you can try it out on your screenshots like, oh man, that button's going to be really hard to hit on a six plus so right, where it right. extends out to mm-hmm. like, okay, well what if we move it somewhere else? Oh, okay. That's, that's not so bad. Right. Huh. Something for folks to consider. Cause I will have to say that um, it can be a little bit hard to use the six plus plus, you know, one headed way. If an app didn't properly do the slide gesture, you know, pulling from the left edge to go back, Right, like it really sucks having to pull out your, basically your other hand and just go tap the back button, or put the phone down, meekly go tap the back button. It's so oh. just something for folks to try out. It's not a, not a huge tool. Um, maybe if you got these as a template of some sort, it might be useful as well.
1: So I'm totally misunderstanding what you're talking about here because I'm looking at co right? Yes, so... But I'm on my It Mac. would be helpful if you... Yeah? Yeah, that's yeah, okay. So, so the, you can just drag
0: a screenshot tell, then.
1: Yeah, so... Oh, drag a screenshot. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, uh, just just uh, make a okay. screenshot of yeah, something okay, you have yeah, on your phone, yeah. right? Yeah, I've got something. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, that's what I did. I took a screenshot of uh, mm-hmm. Twitter, and I... I follow, I follow ...tossed you it onto here um, from the 6 Plus. Okay. And I look, and I say, yeah, it's uh, actually kind of hard to go compose a new tweet, because it's all the way up in the upper right-hand corner. Thankfully, the back <laughs> thing isn't as bad because I don't tap the back button. I usually slide over from the left to go back. Sure. Okay.
1: All righty then. Hmm? Oh, here's a simulator screenshot. Here we go. Okay, let's try this one. Sorry, just trying, it was curious. Because I, I wasn't sure, it's not very clear to me that, it, that it's actually a, a web form. Oh, there we go. So that yeah so the, it's, oh I see for, so for that, those so of the, you so the sort of are, shape yeah
2: yeah so for those of you out there it just says check the thumb it's a very minimalist kind of page it says drag your screenshot to check if you are in the hot zone yeah So if you're not familiar with the um, the tweet that's referenced below in the uh, in the footer mm-hmm. um it may be slightly confusing but that's why I'm explaining it here see the idea is it shows you the hot zones for a right-handed person as to right. what would be easy to hit, what would be harder, you know, what would be kind of awkward were you moving against the natural biomechanical way that you were intended to use your thumb. hmm Interesting. Yeah, because that was the, the big mark
1: thing about the iPhone five is that they made it the right size for your thumb, right? And then they came up with
0: these crazy sixes. They retconned it. They what? They retconned it. You're familiar with the term retcon. No, I'm going to ask you what that means. Okay. Are you going to tell me? Oh, sure, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they they remove it from the canon. Let's put it that way. Okay, follow you. I think uh, the first time I ever heard it was for Torchwood. Jaime, are you on board with this stuff?
2: Yes, retcon I'm much more familiar with from uh, comic book mm. continuity. Mm. Yeah. retroactive um, continuity where, like, Iron Man is you know, no longer from um, the Vietnam War, like he actually got injured in um, Afghanistan or something, I think. Right, oh, right, right or yeah, what right, the modern right. take is.
0: Okay, it's actually, I'm looking up the etymology of it. It's retroactive continuity, as you said. Uh, it's found in Elgin Frank Tupper's 1974 book, The Theology of Wolfgang Pannenberg. Wolfhart Pannenberg, sorry. Mm-hmm. And so there it is. Now, retcon And so that, yeah, it's applied broadly in comic books, but I also saw it in Torchwood. Now, Torchwood sure. is a
1: Doctor Who spin off, right?
0: That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they had a drug that they called a retcon. Um, so there huh. you go. That's where I heard about it. But it's it's obviously much broader than that. That was supposed to be an in-joke that I was supposed to get, but apparently I didn't. I see. Years ago. Hmm.
1: Okay. So, my pick is, I uh, was sitting down to lunch today with one of my nephews who's just turned 13, and he was showing me this game that he was playing that's called Smashy Road, which I'm surprised oh. I didn't know about. Do you know about Smashy Road?
0: Well, no,
2: it's just, you know, I can see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's so. In my defense, you asked me a totally different question before I, said, you, well, uh, before I, I the wasn't show. sure
1: if he'd it. You'd, you'd asked me if I if
2: I'd made it a pick, which yeah. which I have not made it a pick before. But, but are you that's different from me being you, familiar
1: with it? Okay, so the next question I was going to be: Is are you familiar with it? Anyway, so the gist of this game is again, it's it's in the in the voxel style, so it looks very similar to Karasi Road. In fact, there is a smashy road which looks it's more of a uh, played in portrait mode and looks more like. Smash but this one's played in landscapes called smashy road wanted and literally it's like uh, what was that game that uh, driver that used to have on the playstation where you know you have this car you're you're a wanted criminal and you're in a car chase and the idea is you drive and avoid all kind and you can you know. Bump into other cars, and there's ramps you can flip over and end up on your your roof. And immediately, as soon as police cars see you, you're 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 a bad man, Aaron. So people are no,
0: Tim, you're a bad man. They're going
1: to start chasing you, and you have to. And you literally, it's like the left and right turning, and you know you've got left, turn left, turn right, and and you've got your foot on the gas, and away you go. And you just drive around and wreak havoc in this little uh, voxel world where you take out trees and. There's, you know, ambulances and tanks and whatever. And again, similar to the uh, Crossy Road metaphor, you earn new cars, and then some of the cars are <sighs> even more better. Like, some of them are indestructible tanks and so on and so
0: forth. You can get, like, a Formula okay, One okay. car
1: that drives, like, stink. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, what's this thing called again? Tell me it, the name. You're not giving me a link, so you gotta i got to search for it. Smashy like
1: Road. Uh, the link's in the show notes. Smashy Road Wanted.
0: Sorry, what's because the I'm mechanism the for playing here? Is, it, is, are you, is your car smoothly running voxily, um, in an isometric way and you swipe to, to change the yeah, lane? You don't swipe. In?
1: You actually tap left and tap right above the, where you see L. If you stick on the second screenshot, there's oh, like an L and an it. R there.
0: Yes, I see that.
1: So you're the little red, red, red car, in that screenshot there. And you're just whipping along that road at like, you know, 120, 150 sort of thing, right? So it's like Spy Hunter. Yeah, and and you literally come to a, and you know you run on a road and you run into
0: buildings and you know and the the cops try to box you in and so this is a, it's not actually I mean it has some commonalities with Crossy Road but the most the the thing it steals more than anything is the name right yes definitely look at the IAPs they're like four, <laughs> $4. fifty nine a pop yeah what yeah top in app purchase is. Tank
2: destroyer, which sounds interesting. Yeah, crazy. There.
1: And if you go to if you go to uh, if you go back to the app store and look at Smashy Road, which is the one that came before, it's much more vertical, like the uh, like uh, Crossy Road is, right? Well, well, this is Smashy
0: Road. This is Smashy Road colon wanted. There's another Smashy Road that's a yeah. different game altogether. Oh, this is a
2: sequel. View more by this developer. Okay, let me go to that. Oh, so is it Holy by the monkeys. same developer?
0: Oh, there it is. I see that.
2: Okay. Ah. Oh there you go they've iterated oh, no. on Oh yeah they have because that looks concepts. a lot more
0: like crossy road
2: Yeah yeah
1: but obviously they specialize in the car racing genre cuz that's uh, other than oh impossible Bre- breakfast they've got uh, I don't know
0: I don't know Tim man I got to say that uh, I feel you know a little what? dirty I'm a little just dirty saying,
1: I'm just saying play it and judge after you play
0: it <laughs> Okay all right fine I trust I mean cuz you know you like,
1: crossy like crossy road is like crossy roads like frogger you 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 jump four times and get smashed by a truck you're dead, right? Yeah. This one, at least, you get to play for a couple of minutes before you're dead.
0: Oh, uh, okay. If you say it. like, <laughs> I, I get some play time out of Crossy Road.
1: <laughs> Less frenetic, but <laughs> it's, right. it's a fun game. It's a cool little uh, little time waster.
0: Tell you, it had better be distinct from Crossy Road. Or I'm going to be a little upset here.
1: Uh, yeah. The only the only commonality between Crossy Road and Smashy Road is uh, is is the voxel look and feel.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: And, and the um, the homage name that they have. And the colored palette. <laughs> which, Crossy Road itself, was an homage name to Flappy Bird, right? And I don't know how much further it goes than that. I don't know if Flappy Bird was, was based nah, on something. I think something.
0: Flappy Bird was the first. But maybe this is
2: the way, may, you know, we talk about ways to make money here. Like, look what these folks have done, right? I mean, yeah. God Almighty, no, how many... this is not how I operate, The Beast timing. top in-app purchases could you get? So... Here's a, a free app idea, free game idea: Crunchy Robe, <laughs> and the idea is it's an isometric view, and it's if You, you when you can eat when you were sushi little. lunch. <laughs> no, no. So, oh, Crunchy Roll.
0: Is See, that would be different. Crunchy
2: Robe, not roll, because <laughs> okay. Crunchy Roll is uh, certainly trademarked by the uh, the anime streaming company. Okay. Um So, Crunchy Robe. The idea here is it's essentially an endless hallway where you or a small child, and it's the middle of the night, you want to go get a midnight snack, but you got to walk past all of the open bedrooms of all of your, your kin, right? And so imagine it's like you're, Christmas you're, time. And you sleeping dog, too, yeah. yeah. And you're trying to go through, and, you know, like the wooden boards kind of crunch <laughs> a little bit, so you, it's almost like uh, if you've ever played Metal Gear Solid, it's a spy game where yeah. you have to sneak in the <laughs> shadows and, and wait, and then, okay, sneak past, okay, and then wait, and then sneak past. Yeah. Here we go. Free idea.
1: Crunchy robe. Crunchy robe. Did you ever play Sheepdog and Wolf? No one did. Well, you know, you know the uh, Looney Tunes where they've got the sheepdog who guards the sheep, and they have the a classic the, um, coyote, and uh, mm-hmm. so it's Ralph and Sam at the at the time clock. Well, I guess whoever came up with the game couldn't get the rights to use the name, so they ended up calling it Sheepdog and Wolf, and it's literally the same characters, right? And there's a, the the sheepdog has this radar mode where his head tilts towards you and away from you, and as as he tilts towards you, he's more apt to hear your your, your step so you have to sort of you have to you can either walk or you can tiptoe to go and try and steal a sheep and lift up the sheep and then carry them away without getting spotted by this by the dog and of course if he hear, hears you or whatever he runs over and bops you on the head and you start your your turnover again so you never played that it was on um playstation i think right back in the day haven't tried it i'll have to check it out but i think it was actually a pc game that was ported over to playstation so lots of fun and it's one of these games where it had like 14 levels or something like that and and like well, most of the levels were relatively easy to pass and then the 12th level was impossible right and it took you like months to get past it lots of fun playing games all right so i guess that's it for the week yes i think so so Aaron, if people want to find you on the interwebs where would they look
0: uh well still looking for work if uh, I got some work but you know I, I could always use more
1: yeah <laughs> we could all use more work by the way yeah yeah
0: who couldn't uh, especially if you're buying iPad Pros <laughs> so, yeah. well
1: yeah.
0: um and, but if you can find a client who wants to buy you one then go for it um, my website is i n n o v e g h t i v e dot com innovative dot com and you can find out more about me and what I've been doing up, up to lately and uh, hit me up on the web and we can maybe get together and talk about some worky work. Sure.
1: And Jaime, are you, uh, people want to find you on the interwebs, wherever they look
2: on Twitter as at dev with Hair.
1: Alrighty. And my name is Tim Mitra. I am in Toronto, Ontario and I am T I M M I T R A on the Twitter machine. And I guess that's it for the week. And we'll see you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. If you want to find out more about the show, you can visit the More Than Just Code website at mtjc.fm. There, you can find the summary and show notes of each episode. We list links to the items we talked about on the show, as well as links to the apps on the App Store. If you like the podcast, please leave a comment on the website, and if you can, please write a review on iTunes. If you're listening on Overcast, go ahead and press that recommend button. It really helps others find out about the show. You can also follow us on Twitter... Once again, the podcast Twitter account is at mtjc underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support us, you can pledge any amount on patreon.com slash mtjc. Thanks again for listening. It's it's funny. I've been sort of playing around with some of the apps that are around. You can tell definitely te- definitely tell the ones that haven't accommodated um, size classes and stuff like that yet. Um, and yeah, totally surprised by uh, paper by fifty three. I didn't even re- I didn't notice it when I first opened it. But the the palette that comes across the bottom is the extent is the whole palette. Normally, you have to swipe left and right to get to the different tools and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so they've they've taken advantage, and you can tell like it's re- it's going to be really tough to get used to the the extended keyboard too, because you keep wanting to switch to the alpha numeric from the alpha alpha characters to the numeric characters. Right, and you don't have to. But either. now they're well, you do. It depends on the app, right? Like, oh yeah, right. But for the most part, yeah. Like so, if you're in Slack or or Safari or whatever, and you you know you keep hitting the number thing, and you're getting emojis instead of numbers, which is yeah, kind of weird, but you know. Hmm. But it is—it's amazingly big.
0: Oh God, yeah.
1: <laughs> like you know, you, you know, you kind of think, oh, nine to twelve—it's not that big a difference, right? And and I kind of wondered if like it was really going to make that significant, like size-wise difference. But yeah, no, it's it's a, it's huge. It's
0: like double iPad is what it
1: feels like when you're when you're sitting in front of it. So.
0: I'm looking at it in the simulator right now, and it's just—it's massive. I got to put it at fifty uh, percent. So, the iPad Pro on my is in,
1: in uh, Xcode seven,
0: seven one, yeah. Oh, seven one. I haven't got seven one yet.
1: Oh, uh-huh. maybe that's what it is. Maybe they got seven one and then they were able to uh, test out their builds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I guess if you had the seven one beta, you could have the iPad Pro size.
0: Yeah, yeah. For some time.
1: Um, so yeah, no, just... it just never dawned on me. Hang on, let me see. Oh, I've got an, uh, an Apple TV app open right now. Ah, oh, yeah, Close. that's better. Close. Let me look at it in landscape open yeah. something recent open sesame getting that's
0: started <laughs> getting started with safari view controller now that's not going to do it
2: so hmm. now i just have to
0: uh i have to ship a point update with uh an ios version yeah. of magpie that is one character different than what's there on the store right now meaning I, uh, well i had to make a, a, the slightest possible change yeah to accommodate the ipad pro
1: Oh, there's iPad Pro. I see. Yeah, I've got it here in seven. Of course you do.
0: Hmm. Didn't, so, even, didn't even notice. Yeah. Uh, so having looked at it there, um, yeah, I just had to account for that size and cool. We are all good.
1: Okay, let me get Mister Lopez on the phone here. So Mark's on his way to L.A. So. Ah, see, we could have had Greg then, huh? I know. Greg is Greg has gone to another meetup today. So. Curses! I know. I first thing I did as soon as, as soon as Mark let me know this afternoon or this morning actually. Yeah. So by the time taxes, I ended up. I ended up. I figured you know, a hundred dollars for Apple Care wasn't such a bad deal, so I got that on there. Yeah. And then, which one did uh, you get? I got the one twenty eight with the LTE. Atta boy, that's the way to go. Yeah. And of course, by the, I, I could have got one at eleven o'clock this morning when I was there, but I had to, I was on my way. I was on my way. Where was I? Just came back from the post office, but I had to go meet this family, and so I thought, oh well, I better go do that. And then I'm sitting there all the way through lunch, going, "I wonder if I could go back down to the Apple Store and get one." And uh-huh. sure enough, I come back, and of course, the guy recognized me when I came back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Oh yeah, I saw you earlier." Yeah, me and three other people who asked about the iPad Pro today, but but they were all out of um, Space Gray by the time I got back. Oh, what'd you get? I got a silver. 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 I, don't, I don't mind. You know, it's funny. I've had the white. I've had three iPads with the white bezel.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, what do I have now? my my ipad but for the price of it i should have got gold <laughs> it should have been made of gold <laughs> yeah so so by the time that like you know when i when i put the credit card in the machine i went to to do the number and it came up like 1700 and something bucks i went Oof. ouch
0: yeah sucker punch
1: yeah it's like oh god i should have asked him about the fan financing options <laughs>
0: You, well you could have they would have been happy to answer that question no I don't I,
1: I, looked, I, I looked at that I wasn't sure like I know they have this three months deal is that that basically means you pay it off over three months or you get three months no interest
0: uh I don't know i yeah. couldn't tell
1: i've never actually gone go there so no yeah because that would have made that would have made it a little, little less stingy but I figure if i can if i can um sell my iPad air 2, then that will help a some
0: lot some of this thing off problem but. is iPads are tough to sell man yeah, I know. Oh, my God. They're awful. They're the worst. Like, I, you know, I think I mentioned I tried to sell my iPad Air. Yeah. Yeah. You know, first, first gen iPad Air, uh, 32 gig LTE. Yeah. Um, just couldn't do it. Yeah. No, well, like I, guess
1: this what I said, all the, all the times I've ever sold, I always buy the LTE because I want to have the LTE. Yeah, no. I've never been able to sell it to anybody who will take advantage of it. They're always like, oh, I don't care about the LTE. then so you have to knock like a hundred bucks off right yeah. away. Yeah. Or 100,
0: 135 I think, is the difference, right? So. Something like that.